So the first question is when the hell is this gonna end? The second question is why Boris why? Welcome to the Dime Drop. What's up my guys? It's your boy HB. Welcome to the first official episode of the Dime Drop podcast. Um, I've got two apologies to make before we start. The first one is this was actually meant to be outside on the balcony, but the last few days it's been hella cold um, and I didn't want to make the mistake that I did the first time when I filmed in the cold and my voice was just shaking. Um, so yeah, well now you get to see the bedroom. I suppose you're just going to end up getting a whole flat tour by the end of it. Um, and the second apology is basically I want to address the elephant in the room and hopefully never speak about it again. Um, so this episode is all to do with a word that 18 months ago none of us had heard of. Um, yeah, so it is COVID or coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it and all the lingo that comes with it. Um, so that includes obviously like social distancing and other things like that. Um, but yeah, basically we're just going to get this out of the way because I'm... Um, um, I know that you guys are probably tired of hearing about it, but I've got a few different views sometimes. So just thought, yeah, let's just let's just get out of the way. Uh, firstly, let's start off with some stats because I'm a stat man. Um, so yeah, globally at the time of filming, there's been 108 million cases worldwide, uh, 2.4 million deaths, and 80 million recoveries. So that gives about three percent death rate. Um, and yeah, let's focus now specifically on the UK as we are in London right now. Uh, shout out London, shout out BOT, shout out HUD, shout out the tune, shout out, yeah, the whole of UK gang. Uh, so yeah, basically in the UK as of today, so today there was 13,500 daily cases, uh, 678 daily deaths. In total, a uh, number of deaths is at 115,000 since the start of the pandemic. Um, one thing, I know that sounds hella alarming. One thing that we do need to give credit to, though, is so the government had this, what I thought was a very optimistic target of vaccinating 21% of the adult population um, by 15th of Feb. We're currently at 20.2%. That's pretty mad. Uh, and yeah, fair play fair play to them for, for doing that. Um, one thing I didn't realise was that the peak death uh, deaths per day was actually in January 2021, uh, where it reached, I think, above 1,800. Um, in April 2020, I think it got to about 1,200. So yeah, it's massive, massive difference. Um, and yeah, I've, I think what's helped, like obviously... Well, not helped, obviously, the, the deaths, but helped sort of identify people that might be in a situation where they're vulnerable and whatnot is the increased level of testing, which, I mean, nowadays you can get testing done locally, uh, get same-day results in some instances. I've been testing myself a few times uh, before I went home for Christmas, for instance. So, yeah, um, that has helped quite a lot. Um and globally, just going back to globally again, uh, the new daily cases is actually coming down on average. Um, and the UK, compared to a lot of other countries, are actually ahead in terms of uh, administrating the vaccine. So 
fair play, man. Fair play to the government for that, because I know they've taken a lot of shit since the start of this. So, yeah. Uh, going back to, yeah, the start of this, where shit happened. Um, I think I first heard of it in December 2019, which seems like a hell of a long time ago now. Um, where apparently, allegedly, let's say allegedly, um, a person was hungry in Wuhan and was like, you know what? What I feel like having today. Let's have a bat. Fair play, mate. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? Go for it. I don't think they had the intention of causing a worldwide pandemic that, yeah, might, I don't know, bring end to humanity. Um, but yeah, that's the way that it went. Um, but yeah, these things happen. Maybe not to that extent, but yeah, is what it is. Um, and I remember there were murmurs like, oh yeah, it's going to be a big thing, like spreading quite big. I'm going to be honest, like at that time, like I remember January, February time, I thought it was going to be like Ebola. Because I remember when Ebola first sort of came on the scene in Africa and then it started spreading further north. I think it reached France, if I'm not mistaken. And people were like, oh shit, yeah, it's coming here, it's coming here. And it never, it just like fizzled out. I thought it was going to be the same thing. I thought, you know what? This is going to fizzle out. We're not going to, we're not going to, yeah, feel the effects of this. And then I think it hit me when, I think it was like start of March, when Italian football was suspended because Italy was hit by it really hard. When football gets suspended, that was a big, big thing. So yeah, that was massive. And I still remember now, the rest of the EU was like, yeah, 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 we're going to suspend our big events as well and sporting events and shit. Boris, bless him just ever the optimist uh comes out as like no nah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep our sporting events uh large event. yeah just keep them going we'll be fine i don't know where this arrogance comes from i think it it stems from our whole like britain's uh, like just us as a nation it seems we seem to think that we're immune from shit i swear down but yeah and then a couple of days later, he was like, no, nah, we're suspending it. I think it was like March the 12th or something. He was like, yeah, we're suspending all large events. Massive U-turn, like literally a few days later. Um, and this is my theory on Boris Johnson. I think that, yeah, he's done, made a lot of mistakes. But because he came in as a Tory and a, a lot of people in the country, obviously, are Labour, he's, he was just trying to win people over, I think, and being like, let's give him a little bit more freedom. But the thing is, you can't win on both sides of an argument. Um, and I know that's part of his job to try and find that balance sometimes. But, you know, I, like the thing is, right, so when he when he did obviously, like, leave us open for a bit longer, eventually, when, like a few weeks later, when it was like, oh, you know, if he imposed restrictions a few weeks earlier, it could have saved thousands of lives. If he did do that at that time people would have kicked off and be like why the hell is this guy imposing these restrictions so early compared to the rest of you like i feel for him on that front but i feel like he needs to not want to be the popular guy sometimes you have to make unpopular decisions which turn out later to be more popular than you initially sort of thought they would be um but yeah he just didn't bite the bullet on that but yeah then a couple of days later after that he was like we're gonna do daily updates um, and in his first press conference, I think he was like, stay away from pubs, clubs. They're going to stay open, but stay away from them. Again, this kind of thing, man, he's like putting trust into our nation, which 
as as part of the nation we should feel privileged that our government is doing that but we don't we take advantage of that as we did in that moment um, and then a few days later after that uh, schools were closed as well apart from the children for key workers and that's a massive thing man like growing up for any kid schools plays a massive part in your life um, whether that's through academia to help you get to a job later on or learning life skills uh, while at school or making friendships that may last lifetimes who knows in every for every kid school plays a massive part even obviously we saw it with the free school meals as well like just food it plays a massive part um shout out Marcus Rashford for that um but yeah like yes yeah, so that was a big thing um and then a few days after that there was a full lockdown announced where all businesses were shut I remember we were told to stay at home and yeah just work from home and I remember I at that time I didn't have a desk I was literally working from a bed which was shit for a couple of months I was like yeah I, I don't know how long this will go on so I was like I'll buy a bed table at max yeah my back got fucked uh shout out to the back stretcher um but yeah that that happened and then I think it was like May the 10th when restrictions were eased slightly and forgive me if I'm being naive here but VE Day I understand the backlog of it I personally feel there's never that big a deal made about VE Day and I don't know if it, it was just because it's the 75th anniversary but I remember seeing those photos where I felt because we've been in a lockdown people saw this as an opportunity to take advantage of it and we're like, let's just go mad in the street. That's the way I saw it. And I saw gatherings and I was like, yo, these guys are going mad. Like, I understand it is a big occasion for the nation, but put everything into context, please. Um, and yeah, yeah, that was mad seeing that. And then I think end of May, people were allowed to meet outside. Um, again, I feel like a lot of people took advantage of that. Um, they said up to six people. Literally, there's a square around the corner from where I live. I feel I remember there being like a party in the middle of that square and I feel like there were like 50 people there like with music going on and I was like yo this is nuts um, and then yeah a few, a few weeks after that mid-June businesses were open again like all retail businesses and stuff because we did need that because of the economy the economy was going to shit um, and like although like Rishi Sunak did, did uh, propose the furlough scheme which has worked out wonders I mean it's going to fuck us later but we need to think about the present so shout out to shout out to him for that and he's extended it obviously um but yeah that happened and then again we took advantage of it i saw people flocking for the heat waves they were like yeah let's go to the beach and shit and then you saw these beaches on tv and i was like oh this is mad like it's like it's more it's worse than it would be if there wasn't a pandemic and i feel that's just because people are like let we just need to get out and personally so for me I, I do understand mental health and um, for me I'm quite strong-minded and I actually love like my own company it was a big thing for me in terms of getting my shit back together like I was part of a big busy season uh, which in my company is like a extended period of time where you're not basically just doing your hours you're doing to get work done so it doesn't matter what hours you work and that came to the end for me around about well probably about April time actually but then I was like okay cool I'm going to get my shit together now. Start a workout routine every day. Got back into some sort of shape. Still working on it, but we're getting there. Um, 
but yeah so it was good for me man I, I, yeah I loved that I love like working at home and being just focused but I understand people need some people do need that sort of socialising aspect of it um, whereas house party I remember we remember when house party was a thing there was house party now you've got Zoom um, so I do understand that side but please don't take advantage of it like think about the wider consequences here and I feel like a lot of people just didn't so yeah we had that and then like mid-September there was a 10pm curfew that was introduced for restaurants and bars as they saw the rate uh, it, like they were like oh there's going to be a second um, second wave coming and then a couple of weeks after that all businesses were closed again and they're like right we're starting a tiering system um, and I think Liverpool were in tier 3 at that point and then end of October, we went into full lockdown again. So all gyms and stuff for shut again, uh, which is peak for me. Because I think I just joined the gym around the corner two days before that. Great, great timing. Um, and then literally a few days after that, they're like, right, we're going to introduce a new tiering system. I remember London being put in tier two, which everyone thought was mad. Um, I mean, it was good for me because I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to take advantage of this. And I'll, at least like, I want to go like... I think one of, like one of my mates leaving work so we went for a drink for that um, but yeah we did it like all properly like we did it in an outside place as you should I know people were just meeting with people, other people outside households which yeah I mean I, yeah I get it but man just thinking and then this was another funny U-turn that we had so I remember so I was planning on going home the Monday before Christmas and then on Saturday our, our PM you know big man Bojo was like yeah Soz today is going to be last day like he made this whole speech at the start of December being like yeah we're going to make sure we're doing this tiering system now because we're going to make sure that everyone has a really good Christmas like you made this thing about hugging your grandparents at Christmas and then literally December 19th came it was a Saturday and he was like yeah sorry guys uh, this is going to be the last day of travel for people so yeah because it's rising again the rates are so I'll, I just got all my shit together but the first train went home I luckily I got tested I wasn't going to do it if I didn't get my test results back and I got my test results that morning and I was negative so I was like alright cool because I was planning on doing that before I went home anyway I didn't want to obviously put anyone at risk but yeah and then uh, Christmas was yeah effectively cancelled then and then a full lockdown announced at uh, 4th of Jan we're still in that now but like I said, kudos, kudos to the uh, government for the vaccine rollout. I think that has been a lot better than expected. We are on target to, yeah, to reach what we put out at the start. Hopefully, we'll get back to some sort of normality. I'm assuming like in autumn time, maybe. That's optimistic. Maybe like winter time. Um, and yeah, I know these these new variants going around as well, which people have sort of used different ways to dodge like the South African one um, and the Kent one yes yeah, so, uh, like as long as like the vaccines keep on top of that and they can like change I don't know how they do the changing stuff but if they change like the vet like to sort of combat the new variants that's that'd be fantastic but yeah man like all in all I think it's such a hard job like could you honestly could you have done better than what Boris did Jabi, it's so fucking hard. Um, but yeah, man, like I was calling him an, an idiot as well, but and he is. 
but fair play for the vaccine thing. Like, I can't say anything bad about that. Um, so now I'm going to drop a couple of dimes, like I said I would. So the first one, pretty fucking obvious. Follow rules where possible. And I say that because I feel like there are certain extenuating circumstances that need to be taken into account here. For instance, like if a family member is like critically ill, I do understand you needing to, you want to be there, man. You don't want to miss any moments. So I totally get that side. Um, and that's where I think that comes in. But I feel like as Britons, again, we're being arrogant, like people having parties, illegal parties, illegal drink cups, you know, meeting up with someone just to get jiggy. Do you know what I mean? Like, man, you're putting so much shit at risk right now. Um, so yeah, that's number one. Number two, look from both sides of Boris's point of view. Like, he's trying to generate the economy. That's why he opened some stuff and kept things open. He was trying to get on people's good side. But then at the same time, yeah, I mean, he he's fucking our economy at the same time because this furlough scheme, but is going to fuck us later but I, right now it's what we need and it's keeping our country a lot in a lot better state than other countries so we have to be grateful for that thirdly everyone's in the same fucking boat man so think before you do something i feel like we see oh one person breaking a rule and we're like yeah fuck it man like if he's in it it's all right if i do in it that's how it all starts and that's how it all fucks up again so please think about that the last one is fucking wear your mask properly in it that pisses me off so much when I see people with their mask like down their chins I'm like what is the point of fucking wearing a mask if you're doing that the mask is not just there to protect you it's to protect others as well you might have COVID and might not know it because you might not have symptoms and you might by not wearing a mask properly you might pass them on to someone who might get severe symptoms and, I don't know, pass away in the extreme circumstance. To me, that's being selfish by not wearing that mask. And, yeah, just please fucking wear it properly, man. It p- honestly, pisses me off when people are, are not wearing it properly. And, yeah, sanitise where possible too. Fucking, I see some dirty bastards, man. But it is what it is. Anyway, guys, that is it. Um, thank you for joining me. Uh like comment subscribe if you're watching on youtube if you're watching anywhere else yeah man subscribe to the channel let me know what you want to hear i've got a plan for the next uh, nine episodes of this series um but yeah let me know we've got massive plans on the way trust me uh follow me on insta uh, it's at d-i-m-e-d-r-o-p-p my personal page is at hb underscore five two nine one uh I got my first single played on BBC Radio 1, uh, which is a big, big thing for me. And I was made a BBC introducing artist. So, yeah, if you could check that out, that'd be fantastic. And that was it. So, peace and love, my guys. We out.